Hey guys, welcome back to our podcast. This is Erica. And I'm Josh. And I love my coffee. With a splash of crime. My baby don't mess around because she loves this song. Yes, I know for sure. <laughs> <laughs> we got that done. <laughs> Perfect. Hi, Erica. How are you? Doing well. How are you? I'm well, thanks. What's in our cup this week? Today I'm drinking a hazelnut iced coffee from Coffee Bean. I love Coffee Bean. What do you have? I have a cold brew from Coffee Bean because we went there together this morning. Yes. And I just got it with a splash of oat milk and a little vanilla. Mm, I love oat milk. Oat milk, not to be extra, but oat milk changed my life. It's so good. Like, it actually changed my life. It is extra, but it's so good. As a Californian, I think it's completely normal. (laughs) I don't drink any real milk anymore. Except in ice cream, obviously. I'm an ice cream lady. Yeah, I don't really either. I'm, I I go to almond or oat. Most of the time we have almond milk because that's what Hunter drinks. Mm-hmm. And he's the boss around this house. But I like oat milk too. Yeah, it's called being better than everybody else. Oh Ever heard God. of it? Ever heard of it? <laughs> <laughs> I love how everybody says it now it's because so I say it up. like psycho. Yeah. So and now Kylie up. says it. Oh my God. And it's just so funny. Tell me you're a bitch without telling me you're a bitch. <laughs> called money ever heard of it read a fucking book <laughs> read a fucking book so read a up. book for once oh god <laughs> okay before i get into it i just want to say something really quick because i was like kind of thinking about it and then i kept thinking about it and then i was like thinking about it some more mm-hmm. and i just wanted to say that you know i wouldn't say we're like a comedy podcast i wouldn't say we're a comedy podcast really? I, like, i'm pretty fucking funny <laughs> i don't know like I'm just kidding I don't know. I wouldn't categorize it as that, but... We can't categorize ourselves as anything else, though. I know we are pretty funny. No, like... No, no. <laughs> <laughs> stupid. No, like... Okay, so when you're creating a podcast... No, it's under true crime and comedy. Yes. Which I put comedy because... Or funny. Or <laughs> so like funny. So funny. Like, oh my God. No, so the thing is that, you know, we tell these stories and everything... But we grew up together in the same house. And I mean, I wouldn't say we had like this picture perfect upbringing. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the way that we dealt with things was through humor, I guess. I, I mean, would that's say. called dark humor. Yeah, dark humor, humor, whatever. And that's just who we are. And when you and I are together all the time, all day, every single moment we spend together, we're joking, we're laughing, we're very lighthearted. We're just the way that we are on this podcast is exactly how we are in real life. We're not sugarcoating it. We're not hiding who we are. Nor is it scripted. No. Yeah. We just joke a lot. We're just, we just joke with each other. We just have a good relationship Mm -hmm. and we have fun when we're together. And so these stories that we're telling are horrible, horrible stories. They're not funny stories. No. And a lot of times when we are joking around while talking about these stories, we're not making light of the situation or joking about the victims or anything like that it's just that we really joke with each other a lot we're sharing these stories and i don't want to have a podcast where we're just sitting here like depressed gloomy as fuck but i think it is important to talk about these stories because they happen to real people and it's real horrible things that we've seen and not that we've seen, well, you know, on, on documentaries and things like that. But the whole point of sharing these stories is to learn 
from people who are obviously having issues and also to spread awareness. You know, if someone's missing, if something that happened makes one person remember something from that story and do something differently, even if you're reaching five people, you're teaching about a case and you're teaching ways to get away or maybe ways that, for example, from sharing stories like these, people know not to hitchhike because yeah. you've heard it so many times. You know not to get in a white van because you've heard it so many times. And the point of the story is not to sit and enjoy the fact that somebody was molested or murdered or choked or their arms were cut off. It's like these horrible real things that happened. It's teaching you maybe ways because you feel like it wouldn't happen to you, but it happens to people. And we joke in between, but we're not joking about the victim. Obviously we have a lot of respect for the victims, a lot of respect for their families. And we're not just getting enjoyment from talking about these horrible things. We're obviously sharing what we think happened and trying to figure out, you know, what happened and and what we could do in the future to learn from these bad guys or prevent bad things from happening to other people or whatever it is. Every instance is an opportunity to learn from one another. And especially when it comes to learning specific things that we hear in these cases, they teach us opportunities that we wouldn't think of it's thinking outside the box yeah and we do joke with each other because like erica said that's just who we are and it's what we do and that's just our personality but we have the utmost respect for absolutely everybody who is involved in any of these cases their family their friends every single victim we would never ever joke about any of them in a negative or de- derogatory way because by the end of the day like we have the most respect for all of them yeah and you know when it comes to a murder i don't feel bad making fun of them a murderer yeah is that not what i said you said murder oh i meant to say you, murder you dropped the, you dropped murderer. the double er it, no same no like yeah if it's somebody that broke the law or like <laughs> broke the law if it's somebody that's acting like an idiot I don't, I really don't feel bad making fun of them or things that they did because I feel like they're fucking idiots. Yeah. I really just, I don't feel bad. And it's not because it's funny. It's because it's just stupid, like laughable, stupid. And so that's just, I don't know. I know that every story is different, Mm -hmm. but I think that's the whole thing about true crime is like wanting to find answers to cases that don't have answers and comparing and. So a lot of cases are solved that way. Yeah. And I don't know. I don't think it really needed to be said because I think everybody who listens to true crime knows that it's a very serious thing. It's just you don't want something to be taken out of context. Exactly. And we do joke around a lot and I don't want someone to get offended by that, especially not, you know, some like every time I pick a case, I feel like I don't want to do one's too close because I don't want family members to hear or like somebody to get upset by it. Because mm-hmm. I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. Yeah, and also, as the true crime community, we're not trying to... First of all, Erica and I aren't either of those people who idolizes any serial killer or murderer or somebody who killed somebody. Because that is fucking psycho. Yeah, it's stupid. It is. 
we're just gonna say that another thing is we never tell you guys a story to open wounds for people or any of that like erica said we're doing it strictly for awareness and we're doing it so we can learn off of one another's experiences to better anybody's experience because she said sometimes you don't know when it's going to happen or you don't know if it's going to happen or what's going to happen and sometimes you hear a case of somebody did something and you're like wow that's crazy but it works yeah and the more like knowledge is power by the end of the day the more you know the better the better your odds are and if you are hearing something that maybe it's something that did happen to you as a child or or you know something that you've experienced yourself maybe it will help kind of feel not so alone like a sense of community that things happen to other people too and it's not this weird crazy secret thing and there are people out there that you could talk to stuff like that you know that's really why we do this not because we're just trying to make jokes of things that happen that were bad exactly so with that being said i have a case for you today and it's kind of a joke but <laughs> sorry, there are there are real victims and I feel really bad for the victims. Mm-hmm. But for the person that I'm talking about, it's just it's stupid, you know. All right. Well, we'll just take our opinion and everything we just said and we're going to sweep it right into the trash can. <laughs> <laughs> like, bitch. OK, so I know Josh is going to like this one because I'm a nerd because, yeah, he's a nerd and I'm kind of a nerd and we're just like. We're like a nerd without really being nerds, though. Yeah, like secret nerds. Yeah. Like, like when, we like nerdy stuff. Like, when I tell people I play video games, they're like, what the fuck? Yeah. But I don't, I'm not like a gamer. I'm a gamer. Like a G-A-Y-M-E-R? Yeah. Like a gamer. No, that's you. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> my bad, no, my bad. But I, I'm kind of gamerish. I'm. I go through phases. I literally, if I'm not playing a game on a PlayStation or anything, I'm usually just like playing a game on my phone. Like I'm always playing a game. But shout out to Overcooked. (laughs) I know we've been playing that again. It's so fucking good. It's so fun. It's so stressful. But literally search it. Overcooked. We play the second one. We play Overcooked 2. It is so fucking stressful, but it's so fucking worth it. If you like those cooking games on your phone. It's like Cooking Mama on crack. Yes. And you can play with a friend and it's so fun. And you can throw things. You can. It's just so fun. So, all right. I'm going to jump into my Sorry, story. I'm so excited. Yeah. I'm going to jump in, but I know you're going to be like, what the into heck it. is Actually, fucking you, weird. You kind of sneak, sneak peek said something about it. And yeah. Because I wanted to hype you up. No, I know. And like. I know you did your research and it took a while, but like the will of Mercury getting out of retrograde of me not just Googling it was so hard. Yeah, I know. I was like, don't Google it, but it was like a one word sneak peek. Yeah. And it's been eating me up. Okay. Sorry. You ready? Yes. Okay. A cold blooded killer admits to murdering a couple in their home on September 26th. 2017 the reason he gives for committing this crime is something you would never expect this is the story of rocky rambo way namcom also known as the skyrim killer Our story today takes place in Marple, Canada. 
the Canadian thing. It's a residential area, and a man named Anthony, he became concerned when his coworker, Diana Ma Jones, she's 68, she didn't end up showing to work. Okay. He was like, okay, this is fucking weird. What do they do? I'll get into it. They're in occupational therapy. Okay. She's like the big deal. She's inventing stuff. She's has her own place. She's the boss. She's, you know, they go home to home. They help patients, things mm-hmm. like that. She doesn't come to work. She doesn't call. They're like, well, she's not on vacation. It's fucking weird. Right? Mm-hmm. So she is married to a man named Richard Jones. So they're Canadian. So they all have keys to each other's house, right? Pretty much, yeah. Okay, I figured. <laughs> no, she's married to a man named Richard Jones, and they're both well liked. And he's actually he's retired, okay. and he is disabled, so he walks with a walker. Okay. And they're like, okay, where the fuck's Diane? Let's call her house. They start calling her. It's ringing, ringing, ringing. Nobody picks up. They keep trying. They keep trying. And then a couple hours go by. So it's a couple hours into the workday. So real quick, I'm just going to tell you because you already asked me. Diana was an occupational therapist. She went to school at the University of Alberta. And then for fun, Diana, she was a tap dancer. As soon as she moved to Marple, she started tap dancing. She was a part of this Tap dance group, which is pretty cool, right? <laughs> different it reminds me of superstar superstar at first i thought you said another type of dancer and i was like <laughs> she like no she's just a tap dancer <laughs> so at first did you see my face yeah i was like oh he likes tap dancing all right yeah it's pretty cool huh? I, was like, like, I was like yes go girl do you do you no 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 no, no. The, <laughs> the, the silver unicorn she had been married to her husband for 40 years Damn. They're calling. Like, if Diana doesn't answer, her husband's about up. He's going to answer. You know, nobody answers. And so the guy, Anthony, he's like, you know what? I'm just going to drive over there. Anthony drives over there, which this is in 2017. I just, I've never had a coworker not come and me be like, just go pop on by. I'm going to drive over there. But, you know, I don't know. I think we're just Californian. Maybe. Maybe that's why. He drives over there. It's September 26, 2017. And when Anthony arrives at her house, he walks up the pathway. He sees a hatchet with blood on it on the floor. Okay. okay fucking weird. Right. <laughs> I got that one. Literally my fucking same thought. Like, fucking, okay, what the fuck? Because I don't think, well, I listened to the 911 call and I was like, that's exactly how I would be. The way this guy is. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. There's a 911 call? Yeah. But I'm not going to put it in. You can look it up. Okay. So it's, I mean, there's nothing really. I'll tell you what it says. It's not really, it's a guy from work. He just goes over there and he's just basically like, he ends up calling, but. I just want to hear his tone of voice. (laughs) There's, he's very. Confused? Like chill, confused. You're confused? I'm Like positive. Like he's trying to be positive. Oh, he is? Like kind of like, there's a lot of blood. I hope I'm just overreacting, but you probably need an an ambulance uh, man i would send an ambulance <laughs> kind of like I, I that have to, i have to google this <laughs> i mean i i could probably play a clip if you guys really if you I, really I want to hear, hear his voice like yeah. hear like his positivity i'll get into it in a second let me just tell you real quick and then and then i'll play okay so he walks up he sees the hatchet with blood on it 
and the blood's dried. There's a trail of blood coming down the steps, you know, footprints of blood. Okay. Coming down the steps, and then he checks the front door. It's locked. So he's like, you know what? I'm just going to go around back and check. And then on the way to the back door, he sees a knife on the ground. He looks through the back door, and what he saw shocked him. He noticed a lot of blood and called emergency services. When was the last time you were in with her? I would have seen her at work yesterday. A lot of co-workers were surprised that she hadn't called in sick. She's not on vacation. It's very uncharacteristic of her. The back door is open. I, I, man, I think there's blood everywhere. I think I need someone to come over. I'm going to stay at the host. I don't think I should go in. I don't know. I'm going to assume you need police and ambulance, man. Front door is locked. Back door is open. There's a trail of blood coming, footsteps coming down the steps. And for what it's worth, man, there's a knife in the front pathway. It's in a plastic cover, right? But what kind of made me go around back is there is also a hatchet on the front yard with drops, like it looks like drops of blood. <laughs> okay, so he shook. He's like, yeah, man, like, I I would send someone. I don't think I should go in. Yeah, like, I'm not going in. Fuck that. Like that, yeah. <laughs> Literally me. Like, I know, but I think, and I'm not sure, but also, like... Like, an ambulance and probably a cop. And there is a lot of blood. Okay. It's The house floor is covered in blood. Oh, no. And so, it's very, very clear that a crime... Something... Shit went down. Okay. He doesn't enter, and then the police arrive. They see bloody drag marks in the home. So there's blood, and there's drag marks. Okay. There's blood-spattered walls. Everything. The whole thing. The whole deal. Okay. It's a horror. It's a house of horrors. Okay. Horror show. Horror, horrible, right? They follow the blood up the stairs to the bathroom where they found Diana and Richard brutally murdered. They were dragged into the restroom. And placed in the bathtub, and the water's running on them. Okay. Is it hot water? No. Okay. I know that's really random. I don't know if it was set to hot and it went cold, but at this point, it would have been cold. Well, yeah. But I don't know if you know about, like, cases. Like, uh, like, um, for um, DNA. Yeah. That makes sense. I don't want to give any ideas to anyone. I mean, it might be. I I didn't see anything. Because if you run hot water like that. It'll get rid of DNA. It'll help get rid of life. Okay, so now I know for the future. Okay, so... When you kill your husband? Yeah. (laughs) Everyone's obviously shocked. The couple was well-liked, and they were an older couple. It didn't seem like anybody would want to hurt them. Mm -hmm. The police start retracing their steps to try and develop a timeline, Mm -hmm. and they find out that... I saw two different things. One that said the day before, but then I saw that they were found two days after, so I'm not really sure. But what I saw was that the day before, Diane went to her tap dancing class, followed by a trip to Costco. She was a club member. You know what I say? I don't like to be told where I can and can't shop. Yeah, you say that all the time. (laughs) Because bitch needs all the clubs. Yeah, and Richard was seen getting snacks at a liquor store in CCTV. And then they both returned home. And then it appears as though they were murdered later that night. At first, police believe that it could have been a home invasion gone wrong. Mm -hmm. And then among further investigation, they realize nothing of value was taken. Just a few small things like books. And then they end up taking her Kia Soul on a joy run. I'm not going to lie. It's a good car. You know, fuck it. You ever wanted to be like the hamsters? Yeah. So they take the Kia Soul, whatever. Did they put 
put it back? They end up abandoning it. Oh. And then the autopsy showed that Diana suffered from blunt force trauma that took place in the living room. And she actually, she fought back. Damn. She was like, fuck no, motherfucker. Not today, Satan. Not today. She was dragged to the kitchen and then her throat was slit. Oh, no. Her husband, Richard, he comes in and then he was stabbed a hundred times. A hundred? A hundred. They think that this crime would have like taken like hours a while yeah well that was dramatic the police didn't have a suspect but it was just a messy chaotic crime scene besides the bodies there were four key pieces of evidence a hat a hatchet the knife and a dna profile from under diana's fingernails they found that the killer drank a glass of milk and had a peach what the fuck why would you have a milk and a peach i don't that's a good question. Peaches that's, and cream, motherfucker. That's the true crime here. Like no, the song. Sorry. That's what I'm saying. Like, why the fuck? Peach? What? Maybe that's all they had. He's like, fuck, I'm thirsty as shit. And then he was like, fuck it, a peach. Tap water at that point. I they live in like, Canada. You know that shit's filtered. Yeah, and I feel like people who eat after a crime like this, they're like the true, true psychopaths. Right? What How the? do you eat after that? Or before that? Or like a week after that? I don't know. Bitch, I can't. I had to call the DMV the other day and I couldn't eat for like fucking three hours. That's what I'm saying. <gasps> like three hours before I'm like hyping myself. I'm like, fucking, I'm gonna fucking yell at him. I'm gonna fucking yell at him. Just fucking here I go. Fucking, <laughs> fucking squaring up in the mirror. I'm like, hi, I just had a quick question on my car registration. How are you? Can I please know if you could please look up my name? <laughs> She's like, license plate. I'm like, it's this right here. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. It won't happen again. <laughs> no, literally, yeah. I mean, it, obviously, it, he didn't try to cover anything up. Well, clearly. The killer. The hatchet that was used still had the barcode on it. It had the little, you know, the sticker. Like the serial number thing. The barcode, yeah. Yeah. Still had it <laughs> on the handle. Well, maybe he went to go take it off. And he's like, fuck, I don't have any goo gone. Yeah, he's like, can't get this shit off. That's obviously super helpful to the police since the DNA profile, it didn't end up matching anyone in CODIS. They look up the barcode and then the police were able to trace back to the person that purchased it. They were able to trace it back to a store called the Canadian Tire Outlet. And they're watching CCTV. They end up seeing a man buying gloves, the hat, and the hatchet in early September. Like he bought everything? It's like one-stop shop. <laughs> he pay cash? I have no idea. He's like, we'll just put it on the Amex. It's fine. Fuck it. They see him buying it. They just wait and watch through hours and hours and hours and hours. Well, how many people could have honestly bought a hatchet yeah oh yeah i mean who knows the police were able to locate cctv of the man driving and ditching diana's kissel and he has a backpack the police how are they gonna find him they also need to try to find a way to get his dna also to match it to mm -hmm. link him up yeah to the crime police they start looking out for this man they set up like a perimeter they tell the police in the area and all of that Mm -hmm. and they believe that he lives in the area because the store and the person's house is all in the same area. Like proximity? Yeah, and he also didn't have any connection to the victims. And the way that they find out his name is that they end up putting a surveillance team in the area, and about a month to the day of the murder, a stakeout team makes a breakthrough. An undercover officer sees him off the flyers like, there's that motherfucker, I'm going to get him. 
Okay. Right. And they follow him to a bank. The police find out that this man's name is Rocky Rambo Way Nam Cam. Rocky Rambo. Literally, yeah. Like, he was obviously, they were a Sylvester Stallone fan or something. They were like, Rocky Rambo. Okay. That's too much. I can't. Rocky Balboa from the movie Rambo. <laughs> I can't. I can't either. I don't understand um, how people name their kids just like that. I mean, I'm not going to lie. Sylvester Stallone's pretty, like, cool. But still. Would you name your kid that, though? Probably not. Exactly. How long did it take you to get your son's name? True. Took me a long time. And also, I would not name my child that. But maybe, you never know, maybe Khaleesi, Mother of the Dragons. Okay, you're done. They check his record. It's clean. Blah, blah, blah. You know how it goes. They need a way to get his DNA to see if there was a match. And they're like, okay, this is our chance. We got to get the DNA. We got to get it. They come up to him and they're like, hey, can you help me open this water bottle? He goes to open it. I saw things that said he opened it with his teeth. It was like... But I, I don't Fuck. think that's true. I think he opened it with his hand. Okay. Touch DNA. And it, the water bottle ended up providing police with the evidence that they needed to match the DNA. So don't help strangers with water bottles? Is that what you're saying? No. Be like, you're on your own. Sorry. Sorry, Charlie. Can't touch other people's stuff. Airport policy. Airport policy. <laughs> you're fucking done. Yeah. Rocky ends up being arrested and charged with two counts of first degree murder. Just like that? Yeah. Boom, boom, pop, pop. Because right, cool. there's evidence, there's DNA, there's fucking video. Open and closed. There's DNA in the kiss hole. Like, All right, that's the case. No, I'm just kidding. And that's it. Okay, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Rocky was born in Hong Kong on August 2nd, 1992, making him a... Leo? Leo. Boom, do, boom, do pop, really pop. guess it? Yep. Fuck yeah. At the time of the murder, he would have been 25. He moved to Vancouver, Canada a few months before the murders. After graduating from the University of Calgary with an economics degree. That's he moved the first mistake. He moved to Calgary as a teen from Hong Kong. And then when they realize who he is, they start, you know, questioning people around him, people in his life, things like that. And they show up to his house. And his roommate was like, he's a nice guy. And then he doesn't say anything else. And then he tells him, like, you have to get off my property. Like, get off my property. I'm sick of your shit type of thing. <laughs> what the fuck? And he literally attacks them. Well, this escalated very the quickly. Roommate. And they look like such random Wait, roommates. who attacks the roommate? The roommate attacks the press that's asking the questions. What the Like, fuck? when the press finds out who he is, they start going and asking, like, oh, blah, blah, blah. They want to know everything. They ask the roommate about Rocky, and he's like, he was a nice guy, but obviously not. Get off my property. <laughs> you know, like that. How does this take such a turn so quickly? It's just so funny. And so, like it's fine. so he's Dodger a nice guy. That's all we know about him. He's a nice guy. He had one older brother and a younger sister, and he wasn't really close with his siblings. He was unemployed and having trouble finding a job, which kind of makes sense because he would spend all his time playing video games. His game, his game of choice at the time was Skyrim. Yes, I love that game. He was like, Skyrim belongs to the Nords. Oh, God. <laughs> fucking done. So what was his current quest? Who fucking knows? I think he already beat it like 10 times because uh, he was been playing that shit. Oh, it's 2017? All day Earth Yeah. So that would have been like the newer version when it was released, right? With the live mode? Uh, the live. Bitch, that was released like last year. 
Oh shit, my bad. Well, it was released and then like re-released because it had a lot like of six issues. Times. Yeah. But the one you're referring to in 2017, would he have been playing the OG? No. No, he was playing the special edition. Yeah. And that was the one that came out on PS4. You know how it is when you're trying to get up early for a job interview, but then you spend eight hours in Blackreach looking for an in-route. You're like, fuck, <laughs> I got to be out in two hours. Fuck. One hour. Where the fuck is Lydia? Call out for the fallout. <laughs> wrong game. Wrong game. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I always say call out for the fallout. Literally, yeah. You did never call out for Skyrim, right? Of course not. Really? You've never just like played Skyrim till six in the morning. And then you're like, fuck, I got to be up in an hour. Fuck it. I'm not going. And then you just keep playing. No. <laughs> Me? Because I definitely have. Do you remember that night that we stayed up all night while you played Skyrim? And then before Joel had to get up for work, you told me to go in my room. And then I went in my room, waited for Joel to leave. And then I got back up and we played Skyrim again. Yeah, my eyes were literally burning. And I picked up a camera and I was like, what's a Kimura? Because I literally couldn't. That, I, was, that was a separate time. That was Fallout. I I'm know. talking about Skyrim, sweetheart. Was that not in Skyrim? No, that was Fallout 4. Well, we were stuck on both of those. And you do, your mind starts to shut down. <laughs> it does. I'm like, what's going on? The fucking Kimura story. I'm never going to let you dip that down. Because I, I couldn't see anymore. You're My like, eyes what's were the burning Kimura? so bad. I'm like, you mean a camera? A camera. Because I just hovered over it and I was like, what the fuck? Okay, so... They ha- they end up having a nine-hour interrogation. They bring him in, and he's kind of just, like, nonchalant, chuckling, small talk. He's like, oh, they're like, oh, your name's Rocky Rambo, whatever. He's like, yeah, I don't like my name type of thing. Like, okay. he's like, ah, ha, ha, hate my name. Ha, ha. And then the cop's like, yeah, it is a pretty unusual name. And he's like, okay, I don't know. It's Sounds just, good. Just fucking random. Yeah. And so they offer him a chicken sandwich, you know how they're like, oh, can I get you any food or anything? Well, him and the interrogator eat a sandwich. Together? Yes. Like like it's lunchtime? Like chicken yeah. for you, chicken for me? Yes. So they're eating a sandwich, and I've literally never seen an interrogation where the suspect's just like relaxed enough and actually accepts the food. What the fuck? He's chilling. He's eating. And the whole entire time, the whole 45 minutes that it takes him to eat this sandwich. Why did it take him so long? He's freaking, I don't know, but... Maybe that's why he couldn't get a job because he couldn't finish his lunch on lunch break. He had to fucking take take too long. Like what the fuck? He's smacking like crazy the entire time. Mouth sounds. I fucking hate when that the happens. Inti- it's so bad. Yeah, I'm not kidding it you. It fucking irritates me. It's it was so bad. I had to like skim through it because I was that's fucking about disgusting. to pull my hair out. That's actually disgusting. <laughs> He's just making a fuck ton of mouth sounds, and then they ask him questions. He basically says he has nothing to say. He's like, I have nothing to say. I don't want to talk about it. I don't know what you're talking about. Stuff like that. He's kind of laughing a lot, but like a small talk, like, ha, 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 type of thing. Like, oh, I have nothing to say. (laughs) What the fuck? And he's like, oh, it's just funny because I keep saying that I have nothing to say. Like, what the fuck? Like, he in his mind already practiced what he was going to say, and he was going to say he had nothing to say. That's fucking psycho. But... I mean, they have his DNA. It's written in stone. And he just, like, doesn't want to answer anything about what like happened. Like, at this point, they're just fucking doing it to do it. Yes. Okay. So, are you ready for the defense? Yes, I am. Rocky's defense was that he was suffering from gaming, conscious, conscience, gaming consciousness. 
Which is? Basically, a state of consciousness where you don't know where you're at. You think you're still in the video game. That sounds made up. Yes. So while he was attacking a couple, he wasn't sure if he actually was committing the crime. I'm just saying, to me, that sounds like a citizen of Brifton. For sure. Because that shit would not be going down in solitude. It would not be going down in solitude. (laughs) That is class. (laughs) He basically thought that he was still in the game Skyrim. Mm -hmm. And there's no other motive. He has no motive. The fuck? That he was delusional or something. That's why he stole the book. He was like, fuck, didn't mean to pick it up. Oh, well. Yeah. Yeah. And then he's like, huh. But it's fine because I still have more. I still have more storage. <laughs> and then he's going to sit in the middle of his fucking living room. And drop all the shit he was looting it. Yeah. And then he was just like. He's like, I have this book. I have this fucking urn. I have this plate. I have this fucking. Oh, I'll keep the, I'll keep the it gold. It was random shit like that. So, I mean, never know. But he drove a car and in Skyrim you don't drive cars. So I'm like, maybe he thought it was a dragon. I'm going to ride he this he thought bitch. he was fast traveling. He blocked it out. It could have definitely been that. He yeah. was like, fast traveling. He's like, hey, I'm home. <laughs> Loading screen. <laughs> He's like, oh my God, so fast. I can't even handle it. I can't even handle it. What actually happened was that on the night of September 26, 2017, Rocky was walking around Marple about a mile from his house. He was carrying a backpack with twine, a hatchet, a baseball cap, and two knives. Basically a murder kit. Later, Rocky gave two different reasons to why he had those items. Mm-hmm. One was that he was trying to fill up his backpack for extra weight to exercise. And the other reason was that they were his happy things. What the fuck? Like, yeah. I used to be an adventurer like you. While he was walking, he ends up seeing Diana bringing in her groceries. She's making trips back and forth to her car. He hides behind a tree. I think his sneak was high because nobody saw him. That makes sense. You know? And then... It was so good. If he crouched, he turned invisible. Yeah. Level 100, baby. Level 100, basically. Once she goes into the house with the second batch of groceries, he... sees he, the cheese wheel. He sees the cheese. He charges in and attacks her. She tried to close the door on him, but he got through. And then he murders the couple, dragged them to the bathroom, and had the water running on their bodies till police found them. He took the car, parked a few blocks away, threw his clothes and knife away in a trash can nearby. He said he came out of gaming consciousness when he was driving Diana's car. And that he didn't remember if he had killed the couple. Is this a real thing? Like, is the gaming consciousness, is it real? No. He said that he spent many hours playing video games since he was in high school. And his defense testified that he was in an altered state of mind or a fantasy while committing the murders. What the fuck? Obviously, to get a first degree conviction, prosecutors had to argue that Rocky killed the victim. It Like, that he had planned it. Mm-hmm. And the fact that he wore gloves hid from the people passing after the fact and changing his clothes and showering proves that he knew what he did and that he was wrong. Gaming consciousness is not a scientific term or a mental illness. What the fuck? The judge ruled that Rocky did in fact know what he was doing because video game characters do not hide evidence and wear gloves. Rocky admitted at the trial that taking the hatchet out of his bag was different than pushing a button to switch out the weapon. (laughs) Was that really a thing? Yes. (laughs) Well, sometimes, sometimes you have to press multiple buttons so I can see it. Yeah, I was just like, I actually think he was in gaming consciousness. He's fucking crazy. Actually, he's innocent. Imagine. I'm just kidding. How many people freaking play video games and just like. I play a game called Dead by Daylight. It's about a guy who walks around an arena and kills four people. 
That's what I'm saying. Like, Skyrim's a pretty mild game compared to other games. Yes. And I'm like, honey, you're not freaking Norwegian. What's going on? Yeah, like, it's not cold. <laughs> it's not cold. Bitch. There's no snow. Find me a dragon. Where's like, Algin? Like, oh, you like dragons. Dragon these nuts across your face. <laughs> so Sorry. I'm an adult. It's, I mean, it's crazy because throughout the trial and the interrogations, Rocky doesn't show any signs of remorse about what he did. Not even during the autopsy and crime photos. The fuck? Like nothing. He's just blank. But he's acting normal. He's not acting like disassociated or weird or anything like any that. Any mental illness? Nope. Did they do a psychological evaluation? I'm pretty sure they would have. What the fuck? Rocky was sentenced to two counts of first degree murder, 25 years to life in prison with no parole. But I was just going to say, in Skyrim, your gloves are your armor. It's true. That's thing number one. So it is, I mean... Number two? When the judge said that you don't wear gloves, I was like, well, in Skyrim you do. But not to hide your fingerprints. You do it for armor. For defense, yeah. So maybe he was doing it for armor. I mean, it definitely could have been. Also, he could have been doing it for warmth. Okay. Number three. Sometimes you have to hide the body because the guards will walk by and they'll see it. And then they'll start looking for you. That's true. So actually, I, I get it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> this dude's fucking crazy. That's fucking bonkers. Could you imagine? I'm going to start killing you guys, okay? But the thing is, like, he acts so, like... Blank and so chill. That's my story. <laughs> Thank you for that. Thank you for that. That was literally the whole... And the whole interview's on YouTube. Nine hours. You could watch the whole thing. I did. The whole nine hours? Yeah. Okay. You're done. I didn't watch it. I figured. I, I skimmed it. I did a quick skimmeroni. And then you heard the mouth noises. So you're like, God. I was like, I can't do this anymore. Ew. So I, I was looking for a case and I saw Skyrim Killer and I was like, what? That's my game. That's my game too. I freaking loved Skyrim. I did it like three times. If you could kill someone from playing Skyrim, I would have killed a hundred people by now. Same. If I could still get you pregnant, I would have had a hundred babies by now. You're done. <laughs> You're done. Josh, stop playing footsies with me under the table, was, you pervert. It was just warm. I was like, what the fuck is this? You're like, is it smoky? Is it sparky? Nope, it's me. Well, thank you for telling that story. Thank you for listening to it. Thank you for being the one and true only dragonborn. I am. Just kidding, I am. No, I really am. No, I am. Have you seen me? Dovahkiin? Have you seen this luscious blonde hair? It's dyed. <laughs> Not even naturally blonde. Like, bitch, I've dyed it. Fucking <laughs> play me. Oh, man. I just don't get what the fuck he was thinking. I did see, like, some theories saying that he, that the victim, Diana, might have reminded him of his mom. Mm-hmm. But the fact that he bought all that stuff in early September and then the murders happened later, definitely. Because you don't just buy a fucking hatchet and knives he, and a hat and a backpack and twine and all this shit. I don't shit. think he, like, thought of who he was going to kill. He was just like, mm, when the time comes, someone. I'll know it. Yes. And then she was doing the groceries or whatever. And he's like, today's the day. And like, then I think he it like, was a victim of opportunity. Yeah, it wasn't. And he picked someone that would have been weaker than him because they're older. Mm-hmm. But then the fact that he went in and her husband happened to be disabled. Like, what if she would have had some buff-ass son? Yeah. He, like, charges in her house and fucking this big-ass buff, like, dude comes out. Maybe he walked around that area regularly. That's what I'm wondering because it's kind of weird that 
I don't know that you would attack somebody from outside, push them in their house and not know if she has 10 kids or dogs. Yeah. Yeah. Like if somebody literally charged after mom, let's say you, Eric and big Eric are all there. Mm -hmm. And half the time, like someone else is there too. Mm -hmm. And the attack cats. Attack cats <laughs> who are just fighting each other in the corner. They're just excited because they could just run out. Like, just like the doors open, peace. Hobbages. <laughs> no, but like, you're, how you're do you not know? Smokey's the attack cat. He will attack you. He just comes up and he's like, <laughs> just, just one paw. Remember that time he attacked the neighbor's dog? Yeah, that was psycho. Because I loved it. the dog came after Sparky and started fighting Sparky, and so I fling the door open and I'm like. Oh my gosh. Sparky just ran inside. Sparky, you know, and she just runs inside. Smokey runs out and literally starts like fucking biting chopping. the fucking, it was a, it was a Pomeranian. Yeah. He starts attacking the Pomeranian, but not like super mean, like trying to kill it. But he was like, he was biting its neck and scratching it. And like, then the Pomeranian's <laughs> like, and just like ran upstairs. He's like, I was like, come Damn. Or my family. he was not fucking around. And he don't, he won't attack dogs. He doesn't go after dogs. We've babysat dogs and he's fine. The cat is fine with dogs. He's, he's always been chill. around our dog. But the second that that dog was trying to fuck with our dog, uh, Smokey was like, oh, he was like, hell he was like, no. hold my hoops. <laughs> Literally. He, and then as soon as the dog went upstairs, he just walked back inside. He's like, all right. Like, our cat is my not an is outside. Done. Yeah. Our cat is not an outside cat. He doesn't run away. If he does get left outside, he just lays at the door and meows for us to let him back like, in. Like, He's like, fuck, there's no AC out here. Like, it's hot. Yeah. Where's my food? It's yeah. like, I got a shit. I swear. Like, not like, the there's nowhere dirt. to poop out here. My litter box is inside. He's like, this dirt ain't pretty litter. The fuck is this? Hashtag not sponsored. I know, right? Like, I was like, what the fuck? But I'm like, I'm literally like, he protected the dog and came back inside. Yeah, he didn't even chase the dog upstairs. He was just like, all right, my work is done. He's like, come down here again, see what happens. <laughs> he spit on the dog as I walked right. And my, and my hands were full. I had like a coffee in my phone and like all this stuff. I was coming back from the doctors, just had fucking chemotherapy. I'm like, fuck, I feel like shit. I open the door. The dog charges at the door. Sparky comes out. It's a dog fight. And then Sparky just tries to run inside and then the cat just books it outside. I'm just like, what the fuck is going on? Haven't even set my stuff down yet. Pick me eye, but not me coffee. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I'm not throwing, dropping my coffee. For the throws the iPhone, keeps the coffee. <laughs> Chucks the brick at the foot, the iPhone at the fucking. Which is basically an iPad now. This thing's fucking massive. It's really big, yeah. I don't know what to do with this thing. I've just never seen a cat like protect like that. He ain't playing. He's like, no. fucking catch me outside. How about that? Alrighty, well. Thank you for telling your story. I picked that one just for you. Thank you. I hope you liked it. I did. Because this guy's a fucking idiot. Fucking, I, I would love to hear what the jury had to say. They were probably just fucking laughing at this guy. Like, <laughs> like what the can't be real life. fuck? Yeah, is this a dream? Well, thank you everybody for listening. Please take the time to like, subscribe, rate, hit us up on Instagram, give us coffee recommendations, rate us on Apple Podcasts. Actually, rate us on anywhere you listen to your podcast. And we'll be talking to you next week. Bye. Bye.